is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. <laughs> Welcome into a special edition of Locked On Hornets. I'm Doug Branson, joined by David Walker. Uh, Locked On Hornets is a daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets. We go Monday through Friday during the season and Monday through Thursday, giving you the best, most in-depth analysis of the Charlotte Hornets you can find anywhere. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes by searching Locked On Hornets anywhere that you get podcast. All right, let's get into it. It is 9.40 p.m. here on the West Coast on Tuesday. We've already done an episode this morning, but we're back again for instant reaction. To we're on this. the East Coast, Doc. We're on the East Coast. Are you on the West Coast? Wait, did I say West Coast? Look, you said the West Coast. Oh Your world God. has turned upside down. <laughs> it's too late to start over. We can't. We're already in it. So, yes, it's 9.40 on the East Coast. Uh, and and we have to immediately respond to this report from Adrian Wojnarowski from Yahoo Sports dropping the bomb on us right now. Uh, mm. Let's see, sources telling him Charlotte is sending Miles Plumley, Marco Bellinelli, and the 41st pick for uh, to Atlanta for Dwight Howard and the 31st pick. David, oh. what's your what was your immediate reaction? I mean, (laughs) first of all, okay. So, all right, let's just say this: we this is fresh off the dome. Like, like usually before we we record, you know, me and you have a little we get back and forth. We're like, what do you want to talk about? This is like, like, this is we are still processing processing this in the moment. Um, We're not trusting the process. We are we are processing Mm -hmm. the process at this point. We're still trying to put this together, but I think the biggest thing, well. I think if you're looking at this from the addition of Dwight Howard and what he means to the Charlotte Hornets next season, it's a bit. Yeah, go ahead and drop you're, that. You're all, you're almost miss, you're almost missing the not missing the point, but I don't think that's the big deal in this trade. One, they unloaded Plumlee, which was a disaster from day one. Right? Um, they 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 moved up in the second round because when I first saw this, I was like, well, they got to be moving down or they got to be moving out. When I saw Howard was coming in, I, I, my first thought was they gave up their, their, the 11. Yeah. Pick. They actually moved into the, so they moved into the first round for the number <sighs> 31. No, no, no. Oh, wait, am I wrong? They on that? First pick of the second round, right? Let's double check this. There's 30, there's 30 teams in the NBA, right? We do an NBA podcast. That's right. Wait, there's 16 teams in each conference. That's 32. That's right. There's 32 teams in the NBA. We do an NBA podcast. This is the 31st pick. So this, <laughs> we're still see, processing. That, right. We're doing this live right now in the moment. And we've had like 10 or 15 minutes to process. But that's what the Locked On uh, Podcast Network is all about, giving you those immediate reactions. Let's go 
Uh, let's go to Twitter real quick while I process a few things and get some instant reaction <laughs> from some people that are tweeting us right now. Uh, Peter saying uh, 140 characters is not enough to properly ascribe all the potential benefits to this trade. Cliff notes, Cho, you hit a home run. Got to hit the Cho nose drop here. Cho, no. Let's see who else we got. Uh, Jennifer says, I ain't mad at it. Bruce saying the 31st pick may be the most valuable part of this trade. Okay, let's stop there because Uh, uh, I may agree with Bruce. I was looking for the Hornets. In fact, let me tell you where I was when this news hit. I was sitting on my couch. I was actually prepping tomorrow morning's show. How ridiculous of me. You can't prep a show during draft time when Rich Cho is your general manager. He is. I said this, David, a few days ago. Rich, you are who you are, and you play to your strengths. And one of the strengths of Rich Cho as a general manager has been his ability to deal and trade. And and honestly, uh, he he worked really well early on in his tenure to cover the mistakes that the Bobcats era had made. And now you see him in this trade, David, covering a mistake as soon as a year ago. That, that that they made to bring in Miles Plumley and and his four years twelve point five million dollars a year contract. So so they've shed long term money. They've yep. they've gotten rid of that mistake, which is you can't understate that, I think, at this point, because I'm on I was talking to Steve Bob Forrest from at the hive.com who we're gonna have on the show tomorrow, and I was telling him like what they're not going to be able to trade Miles Plumley's contract. It's just it's not doable because I just don't see a team out there that that would value uh, or taking on that much long term money. And here comes Atlanta with oh, a man. deal that they weren't happy with and Dwight Howard at two years, 23 million, and they decide to take it. So, again, I'm, I'm proven wrong. Uh, during draft week, I think anyone that makes a prediction during draft week needs to get a pass. You just get a pass. Things so, are too so nuts. Doug, yeah, Doug, just to confirm, 30 picks in each round. Here. Take so that we, for data. The Hornets now have the first pick of, according to NBA.com, I'm going to take their word for it, the Hornets out and now have the first pick of the second round, along with their 11th pick. That's what it says on the website, Doug. If you don't believe me, go check it yourself. I will not. I've got <laughs> I've got 17 tabs open in my browser. I don't have room for one right. more. Let, so, so let's go. Let's go back to that point, though, if you, okay. if, if, you, if you will, with me just for a second, because I, because Dwight Howard is getting all of the examination uh, right now. All the questions that I'm seeing, even on our Slack channel, via email, you know, on Twitter, it's like, what's his salary? Uh, how many? How much money does he have left? How many years does he have left? He has three years, including this year. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He has two. One more year after this year. Correct. Uh, Twenty about twenty three and a half. A little more than that uh, for the last year of his contract next year. So you're only looking at two years, okay? Brian Hen- Brian Windhorst on ESPN was almost laughing, giving out the details of this trade, just because, honestly, in my opinion, this is a fleecing, Doug. I've written that on several social media outlets. I mean, Joe, <laughs> <laughs> Joe gave, very popular on social media. Joe gave Atlanta pieces, scraps. And, and and stuff like you said that no one wanted. So yes, you know they're getting Dwight Howard back. No, he's not anywhere close to what Dwight Howard was in Orlando, um, or 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 previously in his career. He wasn't horrible, you know, in Atlanta last year. I don't except think in the playoffs. Awful. Yeah. Well, let's let's sure. go to, let's go to the stats real quick since you mentioned it. So the Hornets are not getting the Dwight Howard of old. He'll be in his 14th season. Hasn't made an All Star game in three seasons. Last season for Atlanta, he averaged 13 and a half points. 12.7 rebounds. Those rebounds, not too far off of his averages 
from his uh, his Orlando days, but yes, his scoring is way down, and it's been way down uh, ever since like the second year in Houston, and mm-hmm. a lot of that I think had to do with uh, they they really couldn't figure out how to offensively balance. Uh, between James Harden and Dwight Howard. And then when he got to Atlanta, I think there were, again, there were a lot of problems integrating him with Dennis Schroeder. Like it just, it just never worked offensively. They couldn't find him the touches maybe that he wanted. And, Mm -hmm. And I think that may be an issue in Charlotte as well. I think there are going to be a lot of questions as we move forward as to whether or not he will start or come off the bench. That sounds crazy. I know but we know how successful this team was with Cody Zeller in the starting lineup. Will the Charlotte Hornets want to mess with that formula? That's going to be a big question moving forward as well. Yeah, and it's just like, look, look, you you upgraded talent. You essentially swapped out Miles Plumlee for Dwight Howard. You threw Marco Bellinelli in there, right? But you didn't lose anything in the draft. You actually moved up, um, and they may not be done with that. But you know, keep in mind they they were they needed to add talent somewhere. And like we said, it's not the the Dwight Howard of old. But he's going to be able to come in there and give you a heck of a lot more than Miles Plumley would have. Um, that is now off your books. I mean, you just made things so much better for yourself just right off the bat. So, like, there will be plenty of time to examine how Dwight Howard can fit into this offense, whether or not Clifford's relationship, you know, that they had before um, will 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 bear fruit if they can, you know, uh, make him fit in this offense, this defense, this team. Like, I just don't think tonight is that time. I think there's too much to be happy about with this move right here for the Hornets because they really just changed a lot about their outlook by getting that horrible Plumley contract off the books and, you know, not losing anything in the process, Doug. It's, it's really pretty amazing. Mo Wood on Twitter saying solid but expensive backup to Cody. Hopefully I'm not Again. mad at this trade uh, going on down the line here. Um, not Kaminsky, our friend Mullins Mafia. Immediate reaction, Dwight is far better than Plumley. I don't think there's a doubt about that, David. Marco yeah. was uh, Marco was competing with Lamb. Uh, Charlotte moves up uh, ten spots, one year less money than Miles. So that's the thing. I mean, when you look at this trade, so Atlanta, why would they do this deal? Why would they give up ten spots in the draft plus take on Miles Plumlee's contract, which is longer term money? I think the only reasonable thing that you can say about this for Atlanta is that. In the short term, they're going to have a few more dollars to play with because they are sending slightly more money to uh, Charlotte in the short term. So Charlotte actually is taking on a little bit more money, uh, just getting rid of that long-term money, money, which is so key because we've said it, they're not only capped out this season, before this trade, well, still maybe even after this trade, they're going to be capped out next season. But again, you look down the line, this could save them a few dollars but then you go back to the fact that Dwight Howard uh, is is definitely going to give you contributions both in shot blocking, especially in rebounding, and hopefully in scoring. Those were all three question marks with Miles Plumley, who we haven't mentioned, will be coming off a knee procedure this summer as well. That was an added piece, and he was injured for most of his short tenure with the Charlotte Hornets, and that had right. nothing to do with the knee procedure that he had over the summer. So, so many yeah. question marks around Miles. And, and I don't think, I haven't crunched the numbers on this, and <clears throat> Doug would back me up, I don't think this would like take them out of the maximum, of the middle of exception, you know, all those things they were going to be able to use. I, I don't, just at first glance, I don't know. I don't think it would. 
say, I'm sorry, David, I was looking at his, I was looking at Dwight Howard's synergy numbers. Say that, uh, ask me that again. This I, is, I don't, I, by the way, let me just say this. If you're just listening to us for the first time, we're usually much more uh, organized <laughs> and this show is much smoother. I just want to say that off the bat. Uh, if you listen yeah, to us tomorrow, sometimes. well, sometimes, sometimes we go off the rails, but if you listen to us tomorrow, it's going to be a little bit more structured, but we are literally, I'm looking at this computer. I'm looking at my computer moving through stats right now. So sorry, David, ask me that again. Uh, I don't take, I don't think this takes them out of the, uh, you know, takes away their mid-level exception. I, I don't, you know, money wise, I'm not sure how that, how that stacks up. No, no, they, they will still, they, will, still, yes, they will still have the mid-level because the mid-level exception and the biannual exception are for teams that have no cap space. Right. And, and there may be, there's some levels to it, I think. Yeah, there's some differences, right? There's a maximum. But, if I, they, think- but I don't, this, this, and again, these, this, for, and I should back up and say initially that this is a report and we're, we're, we're basing this off the details of, of Adrian Wojanowski's report. No official word from the team yet. Uh, and, uh, you know, Adrian Wojanowski as he's one of the most trusted names in this business. But, you know, David, earlier in that whole Markel Fultz uh, chaos trade between Philadelphia and and Boston, he got a slight detail wrong on that and had to correct. So mm-hmm. we're just basing our analysis but, at but, this point uh, off the report. And and it's being uh, corroborated, though. I mean, there's a, there's other people backing it up. Correct. I mean, I but and, but I don't think this is going to put them in the tax. But I haven't right. fully crunched uh, yeah, that Yeah, again, yet. we haven't. We, that number is uncrunched. That, yeah. that number's a little soggy right now. Uh, yeah. I, I wanted to go into some of these numbers that I'm pulling up now from Synergy. So Synergy actually rated Dwight Howard's offense last season, David, as very good. 77th percentile, 1.029 points per possession. He actually was very efficient offensively for Atlanta and in his last year in Houston as well. He actually bumped up his efficiency numbers, improved as an offensive player. And we noted maybe last week or the week before that he was working with the same shot doctor that uh, MKG is now working with to help improve uh, his offensive versatility. And if I go down the line here on post-ups, which is the majority of his offense, 28% of his offense was out of post-ups. He ranked average uh, 0.83 points per possession. Where he made up for it was on offensive rebound putbacks. That could be a very potent weapon in the second unit. Also, cutting made up uh, 21% of his offense, so he cut almost as much as, as he posted up, 1.358. Very good rating uh, from Synergy in the 71st percentile for cutting offense. So he was able to move a little bit off ball. That's not even pick and roll as a roll man, yeah. uh, which he was also excellent at last season, according to Synergy. So listen, I, again, I don't want to make any notions that Dwight Howard is as amazing of an offensive force as he was in Orlando. But I right. think that uh, people probably have that fresh taste of him not playing very well in the playoffs for Atlanta in their mouths. So when when you hear this analysis of Dwight Howard, uh, there may be a little recency bias, but I'm not sure he was as terrible an offensive player as as people maybe think he was in Atlanta. And it can't be overstated again. Unloading that Plumley contract. Which That's was what it's about. Awful. Uh, no one, I mean, you said it. I mean, I, I didn't think there was any way that anyone was going to take that on. Although, although Doug, when things started shaking out today and, um, uh, help me now, I'm, 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 I'm,
So the Lakers had to ship out, and, and these are apples and oranges a little bit, but Lakers shipped out D'Angelo Russell, who we talked about this morning as a possible uh, target for trade. But they shipped him uh, and Mozgov out to the Nets, right? I mean, there's there's weird stuff happening all over the place for, for the Hornets to unload Plumlee. And, and 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 like I said, I, I don't even care at this point what Howard gives you, uh, to be honest with you. Attitude-wise, like, you worry about that. Uh, this season and, and in training camp and, and down the line. But right now they unloaded a horrible contract. They unloaded years too, right? I mean, Paul is on the books for four more years. For three more years, yeah. Three more years, right. So um, th- that's the big thing. You're and, right. And it, that up. deal that you mentioned is a little apples and oranges because it was easier. It was actually easier to move Mozgov, I think, because mm-hmm. you at least had a season's worth of basketball to look at if you're the Nets and go, okay, yeah, he obviously wasn't worth the money that that the Lakers spent, but at the same time he did A, B, and C, and maybe if we put him in our system, he can do, you know, D, E, and F. But with Miles, right. he didn't play in Milwaukee. Basically, <laughs> he, he he was out of shape when he came to Charlotte, then got injured, didn't play much for Charlotte. So you know, you have people on. Um, you know, on calling in to talk radio and on Twitter saying uh, the Hornets need to move miles. The Hornets need to, to find a trade for miles. But the question was not do the Hornets need to move miles. The question is who would take miles because right. there was no body of work to justify the contract that Milwaukee had given him at all. Uh, so it was going to be very difficult. This is such a unique deal. And that they found a trading partner in Atlanta. And I- I'm not sure. I got to talk to Brad Rowland from Locked on Hawks a little bit more about what the reasoning behind this was. I speculate it could maybe have something to do with the fact that they could look to either uh, sp- spend a little bit more money to give Paul Millsap the max and retain him. Or they decide to completely rebuild at this point and let Paul Millsap walk. That's I think that's the speculation, yeah. right? That, yeah. So again, but so whatever the speculation is, the Hornets took advantage of that situation to again bring in the better player for less years, slightly more money in the short term, but it solves uh, what was a long term albatross uh, in Miles Plumley. Uh, this is a very unique deal. Let me read a few more tweets. Uh, before we wrap this thing up. And again, thank you for joining us. If you're joining us for the first time, uh, we're Locked On Hornets. We're a daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. And we will have much more on this trade with Steve Bob Forrest, writer for AtTheHive.com, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Justin on Twitter saying, it's hard not to like this. Howard, not what he once was, but still an immediate talent upgrade. Have to think that 11 and 31 are going to be guards. Yeah, David, real quick, how does this change your draft trigonometry at this point for the Charlotte Hornets? Not a lot at first glance, Doug. I mean, I think they're still going to need to add some scoring if they can. I mean, they got their rim guy, right? So I, I guess that takes Bam out of the equation, you would think, if he was ever in there. But other than that, they're still going to need to add some shooting, some outside scoring, and some backup point guard at some point. Yeah, that's kind of funny because Bam was getting a little bit of like a mini Dwight Howard comparison. And they liked him so much. They they just they had to go get the original. They just went and got the real thing, baby. Got to get the real thing. Yeah, um, I just like I, I get it. I get it. If you're seeing this and you're saying you don't hate it and you're not sure about it, but I'm just I'm imploring you. Just <laughs> we we've had a few of these happy moments, Doug, especially in this crazy we building up to the draft. This is a big, big, big win. I mean, in my opinion, for Rich Cho and the Hornets, this is uh, a- as incredible as it gets, to be honest. I just We didn't see this coming, and 
Joe obviously worked incredibly hard on this. I would I would guess. I'll be interested to hear his comments, but this is uh, this one's pretty amazing. They they did have to give up Marco Bellinelli, who uh, had one more year on his deal, mm-hmm. and that's where the sort of you take on the more short term money. And I know people had mixed feelings about Marco's performances last season, especially defensively. But I think offensively, he did give them a, a dynamic weapon at times, a guy that could move the ball, could drive and knock down three-pointers. Uh, he definitely had some uh, uh, performances last season that helped them off the bench. It was just the fact that they were so bad defensively on the bench, it often overwhelmed the contributions that Marco Bellinelli could give. I think they will miss that. They'll have to find a way or hope that Jeremy Lamb develops and can move the ball a little better and, and play a little better on defense uh, to make up for that fact, or they address that in the draft as well. I think it does change their draft a little bit in that they they have addressed the the traditional rim protection I think that mm-hmm. they were seeking. It's part of the reason they went out and got Roy Hibbert. That did not work out. And then you heard Steve Clifford after the season saying, you know, they played all season without a like a legitimate backup center. And you knew that that was going to be a priority for them in this coming season, whether they felt like Miles Plumley could fill that role or they went out and sought uh, to find someone else. And now we know, or at least uh, we have the reports that they have done just that. Yeah. And Doug, uh, one other thing we talked about last offseason, kind of when Dwight was being mentioned around as a possible free agent signing, like look at the the teams he was coming off of at that time, right? Like Kobe and the Lakers, certainly not probably the best situation for Dwight. Didn't work out. Uh, Harden and, and, and Houston uh, for Dwight. So two very ball dominant, very, um, you know, um, alpha dog, like guys that are controlling those teams. And really when you look back over his career, I mean, think about the point guards specifically that he's played with. I mean, Jameer Nelson, uh, long ago in Orlando. And then, like I said, those two guys were dominating the ball, his last two stops. And then you mentioned, um, uh, uh Schroeder there in Atlanta. So, I mean, pairing him with Kimba, you, you, you know, maybe there's a bit of a rebirth there. Maybe there's a, you know, an energy boost, but I think it, it could be interesting and certainly maybe the best point guard he's played with. I don't know. What do you think? Pure best, point guard? Well, it's going to be, well, I'll tell you, it's going to be similar to when he played in Orlando with Jameer Nelson. Right. I mean, I mean, very similar games in Kimball Walker and Jameer Nelson. So I think you're going to see some stories about that. I guarantee you, you're going to see some stories about the fact that Steve Clifford coached Dwight Howard, both in Los Angeles and in Orlando, uh, he's a you know there's some Van Gundy history as well. So you're going to get those stories. Uh, Want to read a few more tweets, and then we're going to wrap this thing up and and start getting ready for tomorrow. Uh, the mixtape monster saying moved up, dumped a Plumley deal, got got a rim protecting starting center. What's not to like? Yeah, I would quite. I don't know if I don't know if he's going to start at center mixtape, uh, but that's definitely uh, definitely a possibility. Daniel saying love it. Had the trade for him in 16 with Rockets gone through, we would have likely won that Heat playoff series. I trust Cliff with this move. Yeah, there was some Dwight Howard. There's been Dwight Howard speculation around this team uh, for several seasons. And again, it goes back to that Cliff Howard connection, I think. Uh, Adam saying on Twitter, thrilled, wanted them to sign him last year, but getting rid of uh, getting rid of Plumlee and his atrocious contract. Uh, he said Bumley uh, and his atrocious contract uh. for a better player sweetens uh the pots uh, so uh bruce uh, we'll end with this bruce on this question which we'll, we're probably going to answer tomorrow because we're running out of time here would you start frank with howard and keep williams and zeller together off the bench 
they have good chemistry. Bruce, I'd kind of flip that, I think. I think you may you may like Frank and Howard together uh, on the uh, on the bench and then maybe Williams and Zeller in that starting unit because that starting unit did play so very, very well when they were all healthy together next season. Um, but who knows? I mean, Cody Zeller has had injury concerns, David, and injury issues uh, for the past several seasons. So I don't think it's out of the question that Dwight Howard starts you know, 10, 15 games next season. Just, even if, if, if even if he's the backup center, I could see him starting games for the Charlotte Hornets. And that, that would be comfortable. Absolutely. You're comfortable with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. Yeah, I think uh, it wouldn't surprise me again. There, there'll be plenty of time to break this down in the fit. But, uh, yeah, I can definitely slide in there. Uh, that's, that's, that's one look I'm sure you'll see. I, it, a lot of situational stuff, you know, it's funny. We always get back to that. But we are talking about Hibber coming in last year, talking about all the situational lineups they'll have i'm sure you'll st- still see some of that but man again for tonight hornets fans just uh just just be happy <laughs> just be happy that was the shakeup that so many people were calling for Get it seems that, I, I mean aggressive. i have i've seen except for a few people a little bit upset that marco bellinelli moves on uh, uh, guys I, come on come on come on guys i understand <laughs> no but i think everyone even those people are like okay but i get it like i get you had to you yep. gotta do what you gotta do when you when you recognize maybe you made a little bit of a mistake there uh, with the Plumley deal and uh, they move on from that and uh, they they add a player in Dwight Howard who can still have an impact statistically uh, for any team in this league. Okay, we're going to wrap there. We're going to stop our podcast here, but uh, make sure you are listening to us tomorrow uh, at 8 a.m. We're going to record. The episode's usually out around 9 a.m. and we're going to have much more on this trade and what it means for the 2017 draft, which is, hey, by the way, that's Thursday. We're doing a live draft special starting at 7.30 p.m., and you know we're going to talk about that with Adam Chen of Baseline Buzz, Nada Edwards, uh, writer for he's writing for everyone, uh, writing for Dime Magazine, writing for everyone, and then uh, Colin Hoggard's going to join, join us as well. going to be a fun time. Thanks so much uh, for uh, listening to this special edition of Locked on Hornets. Follow us on Twitter, at Locked on Hornets, and we'll see you tomorrow morning. Until then. Go Hornets, go America, let's swarm Dwight. Dwight.